The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Catholic Church, in every parish throughout the world, the fourth Sunday of Easter is known as Good Shepherd Sunday because the gospel we hear is always one of the gospel accounts of the Good Shepherd. And so the Holy See, the Vatican, many years ago said that this should be known also as the World Day of Vocations, of the World Day of Prayer for Vocations, and especially for priestly vocations. That's because, of course, Jesus is the Good Shepherd and priests are called to be Jesus' good shepherds for us on his behalf. And of course, this year, uh, Good Shepherd Sunday in the United States also falls on Mother's Day. And while priests represent Jesus and have a certain spiritual fatherhood, I think because Jesus' ministry broke so many conventions and was multifaceted, we can say that there are many similarities between motherhood and the priesthood. Just as a mother gives her children life, Jesus, as he says in the gospel, gives his sheep eternal life and continues to do so through the ministry of his priests. And that ministry happens in three ways, through the prophetic mission, through the priestly mission, and the shepherding mission of priests. First, that prophetic mission of the word, of proclaiming and teaching the truth. Just as a mother teaches her children, and all of us from our tenderest age were taught by our mothers basic skills like you know numbers and colors and things like that, but also as we grew older, serious life skills and life lessons, and most importantly, along with dad, our first teachers in the faith. Just as a mother teaches us, so a priest preaches and teaches his flock the truth that sets us free. In that second mission, that priestly mission of the sacrament, which is really the, the nourishing mission, just as a mother nourishes her children from their tenderest age through nursing and then through feeding them and caring for them in so many ways, so a priest nourishes his flock with the nourishment, with the nourishing grace of the sacraments. Think of the mercy of the sacrament of penance by which the priest, in the name of Jesus, forgives our sins. Whenever he's asked to do that, sometimes, you know, we set aside some personal time for exercise or for errands or whatever. Someone walks in the office, I, I need to go to confession. The priest stops what he's doing and attends to that person and offers them the merciful healing of Jesus in confession. Think of the consolation of the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Just as mom has to get up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. for a feeding, or if baby's sick, or if someone needs a glass of water, so the priest, when we get that call at 3 a.m. and someone at home or in the hospital or in the nursing home is dying and is requesting the last sacraments, we get up and we go and anointing and penance and that last communion, that viaticum that accompanies them on their way to heaven. And of course, the priest gives the ultimate nourishment, the ultimate sharing in the life of Jesus, which is his body and blood that we celebrate at every mass. 
Then there's that shepherding mission of charity, of love, of, of leading others by loving service to them. And how is it possible to count the ways in which our moms have served us, how they've always been there for us, accompanying us at every stage of life. I think of my grandma Planty before she died at 97. Even in her 90s, she would worry about her children and her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren, right? Moms are always there for us at every stage, being there for us, accompanying us, selflessly serving us in any way that we needed them, countless ways. In the same way, the priest leads his flock through his selfless service. He visits the sick and the homebound. He guides others through pastoral counseling and through spiritual direction. He makes sure that the poor and the needy are also attended to, even through the good works of his parishioners. And so on this Good Shepherd Sunday, let us pray especially for priests, for their own personal holiness, that they may grow in personal holiness, but also for their zeal and their commitment to their apostolate, to their great service. And let us pray that many more young men will be open to and attentive to that call that the Lord is giving them to follow him as his priest, so that they might give eternal life to the flock on his behalf. And on this Mother's Day, let us pray also especially, of course, for all mothers. We pray for our deceased mothers and grandmothers. We pray also, of course, for our living mothers and grandmothers. And if you haven't done so already this morning, call your mom and thank her for choosing life, especially if you were born before 1973. Thank her for choosing life. You know what I'm talking about. On this Mother's Day, we reaffirm our commitment to motherhood and to life. Let me quote from the foundational document of our republic. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter it. We reaffirm our commitment to motherhood and to life based on two things. First, on the self-evident truth of those natural unalienable rights, which are based on reason and science but also on God's divine revelation, which teaches us that God gives the gift of life and thou shalt not kill. This is something the church has taught consistently from the beginning. Some of the earliest documents from the very first century of the church, the church has taught consistently for 2000 years that life is God's gift and that it begins at conception. And in affirming this, we're not taking political positions. We are simply speaking of and sharing basic moral truths. My friends, just public policy, laws that are just and peaceful and good, should be based on true foundational principles. If we have our basic principles right, then just and good public laws and policy will follow, promoting the common good, which is based on the dignity of every individual person. If we can all agree 
that life begins at conception, then just and reasonable public policy and laws will follow from that. And let's remember always that in advocating what is true and good and beautiful, we love those who disagree with us. And we always speak in dialogue with patience and kindness and charity and respect for everyone. And we also, as a church and as individuals, offer healing and forgiveness and mercy to all those who have chosen or even promoted abortion. So my friends, on this Mother's Day, let us pray and love all our mothers and the gift of life that they gave us. And on this Good Shepherd Sunday, we pray also for our priests and the supernatural, eternal life that they give us. Amen.